0: Hello, everyone, guys. This is episode 12 of Take Action Podcast with Monty and yura We had a great week. We had a holiday party at our friend's house. It was an amazing time. And Monty actually invented an epic <laughs> holiday dish. We'll talk about it in one second. In the meantime, guys, you can always find that cool video Monty made on how to make an epic class roll on our Facebook page at Take Action Podcast MY. And Monty, how are you?
1: I'm great great, man. I think it's a claustral for White Claw. But yeah, we just, I just had some fun this weekend. I was We were getting ready for the holiday party and I pulled out a box of White Claw to go to our friend's house and was like, you know what? I'm just going to do something kind of goofy. I saw a meme online somewhere about the claustral. So I'm like, I'm going to just make a cooking show about making the claustral. So that's what I ended up doing. And it was a lot of fun and a lot of people liked it. So if you go to our YouTube channel, make sure you like it, share it. It was a great time. But we have an awesome special guest here today. Very. Lucky to have uh, Chandra come on. Here we have Chandra Johnson Francis, who I've known for a few years now, and just like Kevin, I met her back in the college days at Hipcats. So, <laughs> so it's amazing how, how that still comes all and ties back in together. But Chandra's husband played for the Packers. Chandra has a pretty awesome story. We're gonna let her tell as well. And um, actually, Chris was my receiver for City League football, which was kind of a blessing to have an NFL caliber receive. Granted, he's in his 30s now, but have an NFL Caliber receiver to throw to as a, you know, third. Third string wide receiver from Stevens Point, but <laughs> but it was pretty cool. So Chandra, welcome. Thank
2: you. Thanks for having me. Welcome
1: to the show. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Su- super pumped to have you here. Chandra's got an awesome attitude. She's uh, she's pretty blunt, pretty funny. Doesn't uh, doesn't mince words a lot, and I respect that a lot about her. So maybe we can sneak some of that out of her today. And give you get. We'll see. Give us some nuggets we'll here and there. I don't so know. so you got a pretty cool story though. Obviously, you know we talk a lot about recruiting on the show. It just you know we pr- kind of bring that that story up. So you're you're back. Story going back to like you know high school days mm-hmm. you played you played in the WNBA you played elite level basketball in college so let's start with like maybe you know how you got into sports and then we'll go from there
2: How I got into sports well um, I'm from an active family so I think you know my parents have always been active uh, I, I played started playing basketball I think around my third grade year I believe maybe fourth grade and just fell in love with the game I love everything about basketball the competition the camaraderie basketball is actually a very complex sport a lot of moving pieces so it was always something to learn. Like there was always another step to learn more about the game. But originally I'm from Eau Claire. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm born and raised in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. High school, Eau Claire North. Was recruited out of, of college and ended up landing over here at UWGB. That's a special program in itself. Yep. Uh, they have an amazing culture. We had a lot of success during my years. They co- they've continued to have success. I had Coach Borseth, who I've learned. Oh, I've learned so much from that man. Yeah. He has, he's an incredible coach, mentor, everything. Um. So I've been, I just feel so blessed that I've had this experience
1: yeah so so what were a couple of things you know that sports have taught you that translate into life because as the take action podcast we all have these really cool stories and we're all unique in our own different ways but obviously sports I think teaches a lot about life what was like maybe one or two things that really helped you after sports after yeah after high school and, and, you,
2: and things I still use so currently I'm a high school teacher here at in Green Bay at Southwest High School and some of the things that I think translate out of sports is one of the big thing is time management just When you are playing divisional athletics, you don't have a ton of time to study, and to you know, you're missing classes, you're making up work, and so you're really you really need to manage your time, or you're not going to be successful, you're not going to pass your classes, and you're not going to succeed on the court. I think the next biggest thing would be probably working as a team. Mm -hmm. I think in life you continue to work as a team, no matter what you do, you're always going to have a supervisor, maybe a coworker, or whatever, and that goes into personal relationships too, your marriage, um, working with your kids, things like that. So working as a team, maybe a common goal, working towards a common goal, you always want to, you know, excel in in whatever. So I think those are two of the biggest things that mm-hmm. I feel like sports. Yeah. I mean, I could talk about it for an hour. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <Because more laughs> for I think sports, sure. sports have taught you so much. But those are two things that pop out in my brain yeah. just from, off your question.
1: Yeah, no, that's great. So let's go back to your recruiting story. So you talked about UWGB being the school. I'm imagining, you know, obviously you've been blessed with some height.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, just a little bit. A little <laughs> bit of height, right? So... Yes, just a couple of extra inches. Couple inches.
1: I made fun of Brendan a couple of weeks ago because he uh he, we called him vertically challenged, and he couldn't stick with the Vikings because of that, because he was like 6'3 and a half. He said he's 6'4", he's not 6'4",
0: but 6'3 half. i I'm a solid 6'4". Yeah, I'm so... Percent, yes. <laughs> and even Kevin, wasn't he so big that they basically wouldn't let him play in college? His, well, they wouldn't his let him play life? in youth sports, because oh. he was too big. Because he was too big. He big. couldn't carry the ball
1: or be on the yeah. field, and he, he was like, he said he weighed 170 pounds in like 6th grade or something like that, Jeez. and the weight limit was like 150, so... <laughs> yeah, so that was... Uh, <laughs> you guys can hear that story. Story back on I think episode eight with Kevin Barry and Brendan's story in episode seven, but your recruiting story back to that. Mm-hmm. So UWGB obviously is mm-hmm. ultimately where you landed. Yeah. What how did your recruiting process go before that? Like what were some things that maybe some things that you can relate to some of our listeners who who listen in from, yeah. you know, from the NCSA side of things? What were some things that you maybe dealt with or didn't realize that came up in recruiting?
2: Well, I, I know that my parents were a huge help. They actually took a class on recruiting, mm-hmm. so they they started to understand. Understand what that meant and what how to help me. But I think it's it's very recruiting now very different than oh, when I was sure. recruiting back in nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. Which the addition of cell phones and social media, I think it just looks completely different. Well the internet so, too. I mean the internet's internet. the internet's yes, huge. We absolutely. didn't have
1: Google wasn't even around until two thousand and three. I tell kids this all the time. They yeah. don't even believe me. They're like, <laughs> yeah. What?
2: So you know, I it was when we came home and listened to voicemails. We hit mm-hmm. the button on the thing yep. and I would have four coaches leaving voicemails, you know, and that I would have to call back at night or when I had to time. Yep. So it's very different. I think that coaches now have instant access to kids where back then it wasn't. They didn't have instant access like that. And yep. I had to call called them back on the landline and sit there next to my dad and mom and, and talk to them. But recruiting, you know, just the biggest thing is you want to find a f- something that's going to fit you. Mm-hmm. So we were looking more than sports. We were looking at programs, you know, education, education, and where you feel you're going to fit in the most. Yep. So not only head coach, you're looking at the coaching staff. You're also looking at other players you know I went on an official visit here at Green Bay and that's where you really get a feel of of if this is something that's going to be your home for the next four years because literally it's your home for Mm -hmm. the next four years you spend a lot of time on campus so and Borseth I knew that Green Bay was the place for me when coach Borseth had come to my house Mm -hmm. and talked to me and my family and he was just a straight shooter every question we had he just was honest and I felt like other coaches weren't as honest because they were just trying to get me in the door versus saying you know this is stuff that Chandra still needs to work on we had, we see a lot of ability and a lot of potential, but she's got to work her butt off to really become the person that she, you know, wants to be and what we see she could be. Where I felt like other coaches weren't as honest with me. So that was something I really appreciated and what really drew me to uh, Green Bay.
1: Yeah, and that was gonna be my next question was, you know, ultimately, how did you decide, so, you know, you decide yeah. that that was the right fit and coach had a huge, you know, he's mm-hmm. amazing anyway, but right. you know, right. he had, yeah. you know, he's just, a, he's so well respected and such a good guy. And,
2: yep. and, and, so, and sometimes it takes an adult to see maybe something you don't see quite yet, but they can see it in mm-hmm. you. And I think that's so important. And that, that all, all aspects of life for any kids, that they have a belief in you and something bigger than you don't see quite yet. Right. And I ended up having a pretty successful career, but I worked my butt off. Yep. Uh, there was, you know, I did not go home every summer. I stayed here on campus and did workouts. I mean, behind the door, you know, behind closed doors, you know, the, the motto, you know, you work hard, no one's looking. Yep. I mean, that yep. is very real. That is a true. I mean, I, I worked hard to get the success that well, we got sure. as a team and I got individually. Yeah, so, and you
1: guys were a perennial top twenty-five, yeah, a of years. NCAA, mm-hmm. you know, uh, tournament bids and things mm-hmm. like that. You just don't see that at smaller schools like UWGB, but right. you guys continually do it, and still, even to this day, you know, yep. ten, fifteen years later, they're still going still the to the. Culture. Yeah, yeah, the culture is amazing there. So, mm-hmm. so and you, you even led, like you had talked about, working hard behind the scenes. You even got to the point where you got drafted to the WNBA. Or? So
2: that story is a little different. Um, <laughs> I was never, I was never drafted. So, which ironically, neither was my husband. So right. We we have two undrafted, undrafted, which you don't see happen very often, right? But I had an agent coming out of Green Bay, so that's another thing that no one really prepares you. You end college and now you have multiple agents trying to sign, and what that looks like trying to monetize fits. your abilities, yeah, exactly. Is, yeah. So, long story short, draft happened, I didn't get drafted, so we were looking at overseas options. So, we we're looking at overseas options, got a phone call. Ellie Sparks called, Hey, we want you to come try, we want to see you in person, come mm-hmm. to our training camp, see what you can do. Came to training camp, worked my butt off, and ended up making the roster. That's so, awesome. kind of took the hard way, but doesn't matter. I Everyone puts their pants on the same way. So exactly. I got on the roster, and that's all, you know, that yeah. was
1: what I wanted. Well, see, and that's what I think the awesome part is, obviously, you were talented. Coach Borseth, Borseth knew you still could. He saw your potential to even right. be better than what you were. He just didn't mm-hmm. stop, and you kept working hard. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, it led to a small, you know, pro career, which is pretty amazing. So, that's yeah. pretty cool.
2: Yep.
1: Now, you're in school. You're teaching.
2: Now, I'm teaching, yes.
1: And you're teaching kids, high-risk kids, right?
2: Yep. Yep, I have some at-risk kids I work with. Um, I'm in special ed, actually, mm-hmm. so I have a special ed license, special ed teacher locally here at Southwest High School, and I run Behavior Focus Room is what that is that we call it here, and that's where kids just have uh, extra challenges yep. throughout their educational career, and I try to work with them to get them on track, yep. you know, help with their anger management, social skills, all that How kind did of you stuff. gravitate
1: there? Like, what, what made you decide, I don't want to do something, and I don't want to be a PE teacher, or you I just kind of... I wonder why I'm not a PE teacher. <laughs> I don't know but why... I feel
2: like I would do well at that. Everybody
1: be like, should be a PE teacher yeah. that's ever played sports. That seems to me like the that's like the ultimate job is to yeah. be a PE teacher and a coach. But
2: I, I think when I sit back and think why I'm doing what I'm doing, it, I think it all boils down to what my parents did and watching them. Mm-hmm. My mom was a AODA counselor and helped the kids. Or, um, college, she was at um, the technical college in Eau Claire. Yep. And then my dad worked at the Eau Claire Academy, which is a residential treatment facility. Gotcha. That had also at-risk kids. Gotcha. And, a, and
0: Yuri's wife actually worked at the crisis. Yeah, center she was at, at crisis center, so Green she's Bay. crisis counselor here in Green Bay. Works for family services. So we get
2: along great.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You guys will have. Yeah. So you probably even
1: maybe have to you know work together yeah. at, at from time to time, unfortunately. Yeah, so
2: can so, see so. yeah, struggles.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now, what's next for you? I mean, obviously you've applied the hard work. You've gone through the basketball thing. Obviously, we're more than just sports people. Like yeah, You know, right. you're not. Can't be identified as a basketball right. player. So now you're going to be. You're going to be a principal. Well. Or a Trying to be a principal.
2: We'll see where that takes me. But I'm currently in a program for to get a license in the state of Wisconsin to be a principal. I'll be done in May 2020, and I don't know what my next steps are. Um, I love my current job, so I don't know. You know, I don't know where where I may go next. But yeah. ultimately, I want to continue to make an impact on kids. For sure. Um, and how I can continue to make an impact on kids. You know, that's always been dear to my heart. So you know, between that and raising my three monsters at home. Yeah. And. <laughs> <laughs> and getting through life that way. So I currently have a seven, a four, and a one-year-old. Yeah. So Your Facebook stories crazy. are
1: so amazing. Yeah. So every time that <laughs> every time that I see her post, there's always a hilarious story about some of the things that her kids are doing, and and uh, it's, it just cracks me up. And I'm sure every parent probably deals with, it, especially if they have more than one.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, I don't have any kids, so this stuff kind of really cracks me up because it always reminds me of like, damn, I kind of wish I had that. And then at the same time, I see like. Some something about your kid pooping on the floor or something and I'm like yeah "Yeah, all right I'm cool I'm cool
2: (laughs) yeah no one prepares you for what kids will bring there's no manual to read through and there's no coach to help you through a playbook you know I I rely a lot on my mom and dad to help and but my kids are well let's just say they might not have a filter I have no idea where they got that from. Uh, I wonder (laughs) but um they say some crazy stuff that and do some crazy stuff that I I just I think for my sanity I share and then I have 20 moms I go oh my gosh that happened to me yesterday yep. Or, yep that happened to me last year so I know I'm not alone in this crazy
1: world of yeah. raising kids the other day I called Yura to go through what we were going to talk about on the show and he's like oh Monty shit I got to call you back in like
0: two minutes I'm like
1: Maya just puked on the on the sofa I'm like huh. just like that huh
0: yep <laughs> just that quick. You, you never know with kids and my heart always breaks when I could be man cold and moaning and groaning on the couch but when it comes to kids so soft hearted I'm like almost crying I cannot I cannot take one. my kids are sick no
1: it's probably a level of helplessness like you know like okay they're gonna get better but you just don't you don't like want to see them in pain yeah and it it just just
0: breaks my heart you know it's a little piece of your heart and your soul and they're so helpless and sick and tired so But Chandra, that was wonderful story. You know, having... How many kids do you have? Three. Three kids. So after dealing with your own kids, especially who's very energetic and you took an action and you're working with even more kids at school, that's truly amazing. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I love dealing with kids. I have seven or eight nieces. But after holidays is done, I'm like, okay, I'm ready to go back. Just <laughs> right. two of my kids. So that's a huge <laughs> amount of work that you're doing. So heads up, go. To you. Well, thank you. You only got one this week, though, right?
2: That is true. My parents currently have my two younger ones, um, and so I have the only the older one this week. And Chris will go back and get them this weekend, so yeah, they're coming back. Yeah. Well, and, hey, but, you. But you, I am enjoying, and my oldest one has been, you know, spending some extra time with me that she normally doesn't get, so yeah, that's kind of special. That's always too. good
1: too. Yeah. yeah. She'll remember that too. She's what mm-hmm. seven? You said? Yep, she's seven. Yeah. So my
2: girls. Funny story. My two girls share the same birthday, and so you don't hear that very often. But they both were unplanned mm-hmm. and. My seven-year-old and my four-year-old came on the same day. So I something fu- would be Some infamous. funny comment there
1: about <laughs> you guys being in a rut around the same time.
2: <laughs> Potentially. End of a basketball season.
0: Yeah, end of the basketball season. <laughs> I love it. So so I'm looking forward, actually. You have so much energy, and I'm pretty sure you're a great teacher. We actually live on the west side of Green Bay, so my kid's eventually going to make it to southwest. Oh. So, hopefully you'll be a principal when the time comes already, and you'll be super excited.
2: Well, Mr. Rod Bohm is the current principal, and he's amazing. So, if I'm not there, maybe he will still be there, because he's actually awesome, and all of our administration at Southwest are really good. Yeah. They're awesome guys. So, it's a great school.
1: That is awesome. Well, good stuff. Well, I think it's probably time to wrap up. you got to get back to school, right? I do. Yeah. So, well, thank you so much for coming on. It was awesome. Finally, because we've been playing... It's like the schedule keeps coming up and we Uh were really wanting to get you on. And, you know, I know we, you know, probably cut a little bit shorter than normal, but it was definitely well worth, you know, you coming on. So thank you so much. And uh, I'm excited. Good luck with the the principal track and good luck
0: with when the kids come home and all that good stuff. And maybe this week, guys, you can check out our video since you don't have any kids. Check out our video and make yourself and husband a closer (laughs) all.
2: I can try. I don't, think, I don't think Chris has ever had a weight claw. I'll make him try one.
0: But he's a, he's a
1: clear soda guy, right? Yep. He, he drinks his vodka and yep. soda. Yep. Yep. That's what he
2: drinks. Yep. Mm-hmm. I can't mm-hmm. believe
1: I remember that. It's been like two or yep. three years since he was on my football team. So mm-hmm. good memory that way anyway. But no, Yuri, you want to you wanna take us out? Thanks again, CJ. Yep. Uh, Absolutely. For Thank and-
0: you very much for coming up, CJ. you actually our third female. We're super excited that we were able to get more ladies in our show. We are not sex or haters so
1: we did go we, we did go nine dudes in a row though so we figured we probably need to like at least get some ladies on but we've had some pretty awesome ladies come on lately and hopefully we can keep keep that rolling
0: yeah and cj had a great story from playing basketball early age to becoming a phoenix and then teaching kids so this is just great yeah
1: well thanks again yuri you want to let everybody know where they can find us again
0: absolutely guys Uh our main tool is actually Facebook. So search us by Take Action Podcast MY. We also have Instagram account, same name, Take Action Podcast MY. If you guys not sure or cannot understand my a- accent, <laughs> you could always <laughs> open that magic tool invented in 2003 called Google and just type in and search window Take Action Podcast with Monty. And you, are, you will find all of our social media. You'll find our Captivate player, this is actually one of my favorite ways to listen but if you don't like those links we are also on Apple Podcasts Google Podcasts, Spotify, and basically any major platform you, call, you could think of. We just started
1: a Twitter account, too, so you can find us on there, too.
0: Twitter account, LinkedIn, Mantis, all video was amazing on our YouTube channel. our YouTube channel, we have actually pretty good plan for 2020, so it's going to be developing. Make sure you subscribe, guys. All right. Thanks again. And thank again. you for coming up on the show, CJ. Thank you. Thanks
2: for having me. All
0: right, guys. See you. Boom.